Welcome to the Thought Leaders to Watch podcast. I'm Catherine Mora, founder and CEO of Change Empire Books. We help coaches, speakers, and entrepreneurs write and publish quality books and get them out into the world. We believe that thought leaders are made through a combination of quality of service, planning, and authenticity. Do you want to impact lives and leave a legacy? Stick around until the end of the show and we'll reveal how you could be our next guest on the Thought Leaders to Watch podcast. Let's get started. Your host, Starlet Henderson here with this episode's Thought Leader, Holland Haas. How are you doing today, Holland? I am well. Thank you so much for having me, Starlet. Thanks for being here. I'm really excited to talk about your book and the work that you do in the world. And so I would like to just kind of give, you know, ask you to give us some broad brushstrokes of what you do at hollandhaas.com. All right. Well, at hollandhaas.com, I am helping individuals, organizations, corporations to really rethink workplace well-being, uh, looking at burnout and digital discipline, which is so timely right now as so mm-hmm. many of us uh, are being impacted by that. And then that trickles down to our productivity, our creativity, our ideation, our collaboration. I mean, the list goes on and on. We know that burnout impacts us in a way through productivity that it is costing anywhere from 120 to 190 billion, billion with a B. Billion dollars mm-hmm. annually. So, so this is a, a, a huge crusade, if you will, that I have, as well as doing some individual coaching and uh, helping teams to become more engaged with each other. So that that's a that's a broad brush broad stroke. strokes. Yeah, and we'll get into the details. But what you're telling me is you're bringing that message of take care of yourself so you can take care of others into the business world. Hundred percent. Yeah, I love that. So um, in the in the frame of taking care of yourself or talking about yourself, let's start with, you know, how you learned these lessons a little bit more about your journey and what brought you to where what you're doing today. Well, my journey, uh, again, broad brushstrokes went from acting and then went to HR at one of New York City's largest law firms. And then from there, I started a consulting uh, business where I transitioned physicians out of hospitals into private practice. Uh And then from there, went on to doing workshops and speaking at conferences. And so when I really look at this, this path, it's always been engaging with people, whether on a stage as an actor or on a stage as someone who is sharing empowerment. And I also say when you're acting, you are empowering an audience to think, feel, Mm -hmm. see things differently. And the same happens when you are a facilitator, a speaker, Uh, you are asking people to, to think and see and feel and hear differently as well, because that's what helps us all to to level up. It helps us all with our leadership. Yeah, that's a great connection and a great background for someone to have. I think it, um, you know, acting just builds your own confidence uh, for you to, you know, bring that confidence to others. Um, at least from my experience of what I've seen in others, I'm not not an actor, not going to ever claim so, such. Um, no. <laughs> but what you talked about was being an actor. And then um, I think the words that fit so well here are thought leader. So you were talking about being on the stage and bringing that audience through change. So um, let me know, like, what does being a thought leader mean to you? Mm. Well, I think 
before we, you know, we're so quick to label experts and thought leaders and catalysts. And I, I think what's really important is first, you've got to look at the leadership within mm-hmm. and you need to explore how you are leading. How do you currently lead yourself? How do you currently lead those around you? So that can be through friendships. And what I mean by that is if we're with a group of of people where it's gossipy, how are you leading? Are you participating? Are you helping to lead and empower change in the direction that that's not really where we want to go? That doesn't really level us up. Uh, how are you leading your family? What does that look like? How are you leading your team? And uh, how do you lead those you collaborate with? So if you're not responsible for a team at work or you don't have your own business and you are a part of another organization or corporation, what does it look like when you collaborate? How do you lead yourself? And I don't mean that you have to be the leader per se, because following is just as important as it is to lead. Okay. So tell me a little bit um, more about that. I think you're, you know, what are some good characteristics of a good follower? A good follower has to be willing to be open-headed, open-hearted, right? This brain and this brain have to be willing to sit back and listen. Mm -hmm. And listening from a point where, you know, very often when we listen, are we listening to be right? Are we listening to correct someone? Are we listening uh, from a place that we want to jump in and we want to be able to pull the spotlight back on us? How is it that we're listening? Because when we're really sitting back, kind of taking that breath, taking everything in, we listen from a place of openness without an agenda. And that is part of leading yourself really well. It is part of leading others because we've got to be able to let that dialogue, if you will, that that someone else is sharing with us or a group of people sharing with us. We've got to let that dialogue come in. We've got to let it land, process it before we're able to put something back out into, into the world. Right. So you're listening to learn and you're listening to lead you know, to, to, to help shape yourself before you, before you move on. And you keep saying lead yourself. And the first thing that jumps to mind, like, okay, what does that mean? What that means to me is discipline, right? That old fashioned word of discipline. Like, do you follow through on what you said you were going to do? Do you do the things for yourself that you say you're going to do? Are you leading yourself? Does that, does that sound like it's hitting home? Yes. We, what is our discipline? What is our accountability to ourselves. Does our, does our word. So if I say to you, Starlet, I'm going to meet you uh, today for this podcast at a certain time. Am I showing up ready? Am I showing up? So, so prepared. So we're camera ready, prepared. We're prepared with what we want to bring to the table to share with the those who are watching and listening the day that this this goes live mm-hmm. what what are we being accountable to and for and that that's that's really big and very often we're not thinking about it in that way we're looking for accountability from others mm-hmm. and sometimes Uh, the best leaders don't forget accountability to themselves. Those who are wobbly uh, and in that leadership forget 
that you've got to be just as accountable and even more than those that you're asking to be accountable to you. So we know this with children, right? We, <laughs> yeah, right. You've got it. You can't remember when our parents used to say, do as I say, not as I do. Yeah. And that worked until you were maybe, I don't know, Seven, six, ten. Yeah. Right. <laughs> like, what are you do- like, that doesn't make any sense. No, like, <laughs> right. I don't think that can be said with children anymore these days, right? Yeah. I don't I don't think that one works because it didn't work decades ago. And so parents have to be so much more accountable if they're asking for that accountability. And so it's the same with leading a team, leading an organization. You've really got to be accountable. And part of that is when no one is looking, yeah. are you still the same? Are you really in alignment with the integrity of discipline and accountability and listening? Yeah. Yeah. That's so important. And it makes me think too of this, that word consciously. So you have a book out, it's consciously connecting. And what you're talking about is being conscious about what we are doing and not doing and how that affects the organization, how it affects our families and the areas in which we're leading. Um, do you, you want to tell us about your book, Consciously Connecting? Sure. So, so here's the, the book, Consciously Connecting. And the idea behind this is that when we are conscious, we are aware And when we are connecting, we are uniting, joining, and linking. So the awareness, right, joining and linking and connecting to our awareness. Mm -hmm. So I I was speaking a lot within organizations. I was speaking at conferences. And what I was consistently hearing from people was that they were disconnected. And I thought, this is odd. Now, they weren't using that word. I want to be really clear. But the the questions, the dialogue, I thought, gosh, there's such a tremendous amount of disconnect in the world or disconnect within this organization. Why am I not feeling that way? What What is different or weird, right? We tend to think, well, am I weird, right, no. about me? And what I discovered through losing my cell phone Uh, and having to get a so-called smartphone that it took less than 48 hours to completely change my brain. Fast forward, I was nearly hit head on by a New York City taxi cab. That'll wake you up. (laughs) Both, both, yes, yes, for sure. Both the driver and myself. So I was in Central Park. I had left one client uh, at Central Park South and I had entered into the park. It's springtime favorite time of year, everything is blooming, but now I'm super cool and I have a smartphone like everyone else. And so what what's happening? I'm on that device and I am scrolling through my emails and doing, right, instead of preparing for my next client. And I don't even know how this happened. I had left this beautiful wide walkway under the trees, daffodils, crocus, ended up out in the bike lane. Oh, goodness. And the bike lane and the the lane for the, the cars and taxi cabs on what we call the loop, because right. it's a loop around the park, uh, internally, again, for those who haven't been to Central Park. And the taxi cab driver had started to come towards my lane. I had started to go out towards his lane. And you know how you get that pit in your stomach, the hairs on the back of your neck stand up and you just know something, something's not right. Right. And as I was holding my device and I started to look up, 
he and I simultaneously, our eyes caught each other oh, and we yeah. were doing this rise together. And he swerved to the left. And I, I know it is by a guardian angel that there was no other car there. Had there been another car there, you know, swerving to the left, the impact of hitting another car because the lanes are small, he would have ricocheted back into being, yeah. you know, even more of me to the center of the hood. And so I jumped left, he swerved right. And it wasn't until about, I'd say a good hundred feet down the road that he then honked. You know, I heard honk, honk, honk. And I realized he was doing exactly what I was doing. Right. And of course, everything was all over the, the road there. And I had to sit under a bench and really collect my, my thoughts. However, it was at that moment that I realized, oh, this is the disconnect. This is the chasm of disconnect that so many people have been uh, sharing and, yeah. and wording through different stories and different phraseology. And now I understood it. And it was these devices taking us so far away from being connected to what's important in and what we're doing, we're, what we're, you know, what we're in the moment to be doing um, dissonance, right? I mean, we know that driving and texting is super dangerous, but I don't know many people who can say that they've never done it. And the draw is just, you know, so powerful, right? To feel like, well, what's next? What am I missing? You know, and you, and, and that, that trick to make us that we think we're connected now because we've looked to see what everyone else is doing. And I have texted and, and driven even knowing what I know and what I will share. I don't anymore. What I will share is it takes 28 seconds to get re-engaged with what you're doing after answering a call or texting when you drive. Mm -hmm. And if you don't, if you kind of go 28 seconds, that's not that long. long what, I, <laughs> what I invite you to do is when this uh, program's over, mm -hmm. sit in your chair Turn on your timer on your device and literally sit and watch 28 seconds and then realize it takes that long to get re-engaged with your surroundings, with the road, what's happening. And then to think about, you know, you're in, I don't know, 2000 pounds of metal that upon impact to another human being, what almost right. happened to me, it really puts a reality spin on on the idea of, do I really want to text and drive? Yeah. Yeah. I can see that. Um, and so you're bringing in this message, um, you know, not, not just consciously connecting, but, you know, digital discipline, you're bringing this to individuals and organizations, you know, what is the feedback that's coming in and how does that make you feel? Well, it, it always feels good to make a difference in people's lives. And, and so again, when, when we lead, why are we leading? And I know for me, it's to empower people. It is to give them tools and techniques to make a difference in their personal and professional lives. Yeah. And so by being able to share digital discipline and workplace wellness and burnout programs, it, it makes a difference in people's lives, especially now, yeah. because we are we're so in need of this. Everyone on the planet is burning the candles, right? Burning the candle at both ends, as, as we say. Maybe that's not a worldwide expression, but it's, it's really aligning ourselves. So many people have aligned themselves to this burnout and to this crash. We are in this state of overwhelm. We are in this state of consistent stress, isolation. And this is the feeding ground uh, we are, we are 
fertilizing burnout. Right. Yeah. And so, I mean, we are, we, we feel like we have to be on in the digital space because that's how everybody's operating right now. And so when you talk to your clients about digital discipline, like what are the benefits of that? Because the first thing I could think is, well, you're asking me to work less, earn less. I mean, what's the formula there? So I'm not asking you to work less. I'm challenging, inviting, asking you to be more clear on how you work and to work smarter. We don't need, right? We've been hearing work smarter, work smarter. So for those of you who are now saying Holland, I've heard that it means nothing to me. All right, here's how you wanna break this down. When do you need technology and when don't you need technology? Mm -hmm. You don't need technology for everything that you're doing all day, every day. And so really looking at the tasks where you don't need technology versus where you need technology. Got it. And so what I challenge some organizations uh, to do is really be thoughtful and considerate around all the meetings that they're having and who needs to be at all those meetings. We tend to invite everyone to every meeting every day, all day. <laughs> I have a client that I'm working with. They were having meetings four times a week two hours a day. And then they were wondering why they weren't getting anything done. Yeah. The measurables aren't getting (laughs) done. You know, and I was able to say, I I have some ideas. (laughs) I think I can help you. And so what we found very quickly was that not everyone needed to be at those meetings. Number one, number Mm -hmm. two, we don't need four two hour meetings because that's an eight hour day, which really that's, that's one day a week. We're using it up. Mm-hmm. with meetings and the momentum wasn't moving in the direction they wanted yeah. and the accountability wasn't there. So it was groundhog day over and over again. Yeah. And, and so these beautiful tools, Slack, Sana, you know, all of these tools, which everyone was so busy using what they weren't using was, you know, good old fashioned paper for your notes mm-hmm. and then really being able to, prioritize because if we're in a meeting virtually right now, then if I'm in Slack simultaneously trying to take notes, trying to coordinate, trying to organize, if I'm responsible, accountable, disciplined, sure, then I'm not really in the meeting. I'm not really present here because I'm multitasking. Right. And, and there's the- notifications are popping up and Yeah. And when the notifications pop up, we know for a fact that people check on them. It's human nature. We haven't shut those off. And so again, do we really need all these meetings? Do we need all these extra technological uh, usages of tools? Chances are we don't. It's, It's kind of cluttering everything up for us. And we need to look at where do I use technology where do I not use technology? And then if you're a business owner, where do you outsource some of what you've got going on internally? What are you going to outsource to take a load off yourself and to take a load off your team? Because mm-hmm. outsourcing, you, you know, again, we can, we can get VAs, we can outsource certain tasks, and then it really frees up the team to be you know, more ideation, more collaboration. And that's really right. what drives a business forward. Yeah, it opens themselves up to asking about how they can do things smarter or not the way that they've always done it. Yes. Yeah. Great. 
great messages to be bringing to the world. Um, we really, um, the conscious, uh, consciously connecting piece through your book and, um, you know, digital discipline. I know you've got a, a world of other host of other um, ideas and topics that you speak on. So please do tell us your website again and let us know how to reach out to you or to learn more about you and what you do. Yes. So please reach out to me at my website. It is my name, hollandhaas.com. So Holland is spelled exactly like the country, H-O-L-L-A-N-D. And my last name, Haas, is H-A-I-I-S, like Sam.com. So Holland, double L's, Haas, double I's.com. And uh, I'd love to see you over there with any questions that you have. And actually, I'm going to be starting uh, in six weeks. I'm going to be starting a burnout program. So if you are interested in hearing about that burnout program, being a part of that burnout program, or maybe the organization that you are at, you'd like to have this program brought in for your team. Let's have a conversation about that. That sounds so timely and so generous. Thanks for your time today. All right. Thank you. Bye-bye. Catherine Mora here. Thank you so much for listening to the Thought Leaders to Watch podcast. If you are a successful coach, speaker, or entrepreneur who would like to be on this program, please visit changeempire.com slash podcast slash apply. If you got something out of this interview, please share this episode on social media. Just do a quick screenshot with your phone and text it to a friend or post it on the socials. If you know someone that would be a great guest, tag them on social media to let them know about the show and include the hashtag Thought Leaders to Watch. I love seeing your posts and guest suggestions. We are regularly putting out new episodes and content. To make sure you don't miss any episodes, go ahead and subscribe. Your thumbs up, ratings and reviews go a long way to help promote the show and they mean a lot to me and my team. Want to know more? Go to our website, changeempire.com or follow me on LinkedIn as Catherine Moore. We're on Facebook and Instagram as Change Empire Book Coaching. Thanks for listening. We will see you next time.